Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. From Mathry to Merlin's Bridge. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. News for Pembrokeshire. I'm Kim Thomas. 58 new cases of coronavirus and two deaths have been reported in the Hulvar region on Friday, November the 13th. There are 11 new cases in Pembrokeshire, which now has a total of 690, 13 in Ceredigion, which now has 361, and 34 in Carmarthenshire, bringing the county's total to 2,466. The Hulvar area has now seen more than 3,500 cases. The Hulvar Health Board has reported two further deaths for 89 deaths to date. David Powers Police has confirmed the death of a 41-year-old woman after a collision on the A487 near Newport, Pembrokeshire, on Friday. A police spokesman said a 41-year-old woman has died following a collision on the A487 at Velindra Farkog in Pembrokeshire this afternoon, Friday, November the 13th. Officers responded to calls at around 3.50pm that a Yamaha 125cc motorbike and a Vauxhall Astra had been involved in a serious collision. Sadly, the female rider of the motorbike died at the scene. Her family has been informed. If you saw what happened, were in the area around this time or have dash cam footage of or prior to the accident, please get in touch. Your assistance could help our investigation. Driving to Pembrokeshire to walk a dog has cost a lockdown rules breaker more than £800. Kieran Lee Davis Evans, 28, of Bryn Myrig Llangunor, Carmarthen, was stopped by police at an A477 checkpoint at the Llanteg turn-off during the first Covid lockdown on May the 4th. Llanetli Magistrates Court ordered him to pay a total of £811 in a fine, costs and surcharge for the offence of travelling from his home address in Carmarthen to walk a dog in contrary to coronavirus restrictions. Davis Evans did not appear in court and the case was found proved under the single justice procedure. A cockle-picker broke lockdown rules by travelling from Surrey to Pembrokeshire, magistrates have heard. Tung Vu, of York Close Byfleet, was ordered to pay a total of £239 in a fine, costs and surcharge after admitting being away from his home area in contravention of coronavirus regulations. Police spoke to Vu, 34, when he was on the Glen Beach Saundersfoot on June the 22nd, the Natalie Magistrates Court was told on Thursday, November the 12th. Vu was not present in court, but his guilty plea was taken into account when the penalty was imposed. Haverford West County footballers have been struck with COVID-19, which was officially announced on the club's website. County were meant to travel to Mid Wales to face Kevin Druids in a JD Cymru Premier fixture, which was scheduled for today, Saturday 14th of November, but the match has been postponed as the club have released a statement confirming some of their players have tested positive for COVID-19. They said on the 7th of November a first-team player tested positive for COVID-19. As the squad trained within 48 hours prior to the positive test being returned, all players and coaching staff are now self-isolating at the request of Public Health Wales. As players and staff had no contact since this date, the 14-day isolation period is due to conclude at midnight on Friday the 20th of November. A Haverford West man punched his partner during an argument about pyjamas, a court has heard. Nathan Philip Wiseman, currently of no fixed abode, pleaded guilty to assault when he appeared before Haverford West magistrates via video link from Swansea Prison on Tuesday, November the 3rd. Vaughan Pritchard-Jones prosecuting said an argument developed between Wiseman, 45, and his partner of two years at around 7pm on October the 30th. He was calling her lazy because she left her pyjama bottoms in the bathroom. They had an argument, 
and he punched her arm, causing a small bruise. The defendant said he'd done it in temper when spoken to by the police. Magistrates adjourned the case until November the 18th for a report to be completed. That's it. You're up to date with the Pembrokeshire News with me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. Listen live at purewestradio.com. 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. But you're so hot that I melted I fell right through the cracks Now I'm trying to get back Before the cool done run out I'll be giving it my best This and nothing's gonna stop me But divine intervention I reckon it's again my turn To win some or learn some But I won't hesitate No more, no Just to try to see it clearer But my breath fogged up the glass And so I drew a new face And I laughed I guess what I'll be saying is There ain't no better reason To rid yourself of vanities And just go with the seasons It's what we aim to do Our name is our virtue But I won't hesitate No more, no more It Cannot wait I'm yours Open up your mind And see like me
Jason Raz, and I'm yours on Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Welcome to the start of the weekend. It's Saturday morning and we're on till nine. Well, once again, a very good morning and welcome to Pure West Sports on a Saturday morning. Between now and nine, we've got plenty coming up. We're going to talk uh, Wales football with Fraser Watson, looking back on the goalless draw with the USA, but looking forward to tomorrow's game against the Republic of Ireland. Reaction to Wales game in Ireland last night in the Autumn Cup, coming up with Gordon Thomas. And in the first part of the show, our special guest will be the chairman of Hanford West County, Rob Edwards. He'll be joining myself and Bill Kahn to talk through his first few months at the club and why the game with Kevin Druids tomorrow is off. And Bill's with me now ahead of Rob joining us. Morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Ben. Nice, bright and early morning. It's nice to speak to you. Yeah, good to have you with us. Um, We're going to be talking to Rob Edwards very shortly. Uh, Of course, some disappointment around this morning. Um, We were looking forward forward to the the Kef and Druids game, weren't we? It's obviously off because of COVID cases reported in the Haverford West County squad. We'll get Rob to touch on that. But just in general, that's quite frustrating, isn't it, really? Well, it is. It's like as if Haverford West County are doomed not to play Kevin Druids this year because the first game of the season was called off at very short notice, far more short notice than this, because Kevin Druids apparently hadn't followed the protocols to ensure safety. It must be a bit frustrating for Haverford uh, West because they have followed them. They've been brilliant. Yeah. And Julie LeGrice and Dr. Richard Thompson, the work that they put in to make that pay has been epic. I, I remember talking to you on the phone one night and saying, you know, you, you just, if you're going to a match, you have to follow the protocols to the letter. Otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed in mm. again. We'll get uh, we'll get some thoughts from the chairman on that when, when Rob joins us. It's a, a busy Saturday, actually. There's some indoor cricket today. Uh, there's also some friendly matches for Pembroke's football sides for the first time since the fire break lockdown. So slowly but surely, despite the disappointing news for the Bluebirds, there's a bit of sport just reappearing, Bill. Yeah, nothing's ever straightforward, though, Ben. I mean, the indoor cricket is going on. I applaud that. I'm going down there this afternoon from 2 5 to watch and cheer the boys on, take a couple of photographs in, you know, self-isolatory purpose uh, system. But uh, the football is still in a strange situation. They were told it was on, then it was off. Now they're told it's on. It could well be 40 people, not 30. 30 makes it impossible to have more than 1.5 subs each. The referees have now been instructed if there's one supporter, they must abandon the game. If there's 10 or 20 or 30, imagine the referee walking off with that. The stick he's going to get from supporters. They don't understand, Ben. There are a lot of clubs that cannot stop people walking around past their ground. They can't do it. No, exactly. And we covered that, didn't we, on Monday? It's a yeah, difficult Monday, position. Brian, oh, good. <sighs> Yeah, he was. Brian was excellent when he joined us. If you haven't watched that video, it's on the Facebook page. We were joined by the secretary of the Pembrokeshire Football League, Brian Hawkins, on Monday evening, and he gave a really, really good interview. Okay, Bill, good to have you with us. Uh, Rob Edwards joining us very soon, indeed, the chairman of Haverford West County, as we build up to your Saturday morning 
across the county here on Pure West Radio. The Helping Hand Initiative on Pure West Radio, supported by the Port of Milford Haven. Milford Marina looks so much better when you're dining at the Harbour Master, a friendly and relaxing atmosphere offering homemade food, handcrafted cocktails and a refreshing wine list. Enjoy a light bite, indulge in a juicy burger or some freshly cooked fish dishes. Whatever you like, the Harbour Master has it for you. Serving lunch and dinner Monday to Saturday and yes, of course, a roast on Sundays. Book by ringing 01646 695 493 or send them a message on Facebook. The Harbour Master, Milford Marina. I'm just not feeling it. I need something more glamorous. Have you tried Image by Vanessa? Sorry, who? Image by Vanessa at Milford Waterfront. They have an amazing choice of gorgeous women's wear with professional stylists who can help find the perfect outfit. Oh, wow. What about special occasions? Oh, yes. Image by Vanessa has one of the largest local choices for mother of the bride, cruises and balls. There's no need to go anywhere else. So that's why you always look so fabulous. Thanks. I know where I'm going next. For finer fashion on your doorstep, stroll in store at Milford Waterfront or visit the Facebook page. The Helping Hand Initiative on Pure West Radio in association with the Port of Milford Haven. Oh, come on. All right there, Dave. Nah, Sam. The garden's a state. The house needs doing up. It's a lot of work, this. Give JRA a call, mate. They'll sort it right out. They'll clear your shed, clean your garden, paint your house inside and out. I don't suppose they do a discount? Oh, yeah. 10% off for OAPs and NHS workers. Fully licensed and fully registered. They'll take your rubble, soil, wood and general waste too. Oh, I'll give them a call then. Just mention you're an OAP. <laughs> get out of it. To get it sorted, call JRA on 07507 526 140 or have a look on Facebook. You can listen to Pure West Radio anywhere. In the kitchen, in the bath, in the garden, on the sofa. Go for it. Even in space. <laughs> Like a raindrop, she's got the look. A heavenly bomb, cause heaven's got a number when she's spinning me around. Kissing is a color, a loving is a wild dog. She's got the look.
brain Hitting like a hammer, she's a juvenile scam Never was a quitter, tasting like a raindrop She's got the look And she goes And the look on Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire for Saturday morning. I'm Ben Stone. Eight until nine on a Saturday, we bring you Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Really good to be with you this morning. We are proud supporters of the Bluebirds right behind Haverford West County here at Pure West Radio. Uh, Bill Kahn from PembrokeshireSport.co.uk is with me, a big part of our sports team as well. And we're joined by the chairman of Haverford West County, who is Rob Edwards, for a special interview this morning. So a very good morning to you, Rob. And I want to start by asking you what attracted you to get involved at Haverford West County? I think I've mentioned a few times the, the main attraction was the opportunity to be involved in the club in a national league in its country. I think regardless as to what country you play in, if you if you are lucky enough to have the opportunity of uh, of taking over at a club in in a top division in any country, it's a it's an honour and something that you have to take very seriously. And I think within Wales, there's huge potential. Um, you've seen with the likes of um, TNS, Connors Key. These guys play in European competition year in, year out. And um, on some occasions to get some of the, the smaller guys popping in, I think Cardiff Met had a good good jaunt in uh, in Europe as well. So there's an opportunity to, um, to to sort of get on the European stage and just get the club across in, in the right way. I think we've done quite a bit in terms of on the digital side. Uh, the community side is something that has been really of interest to me based on the work that was done before and, and where I grew up and the team that I support and what they do in the community. So that was always a big part of that. Um, it just seemed to be a good fit. Spoke to David Hughes and the board and manager in the early stages and got to know the people behind the scenes. And um, yeah, it's just uh, sort of love at first sight, really. Bill, you've been a regular on the Bridge Meadow for, for yeah. many years now. And, and I know you, you've, you've been down there recently and you, you've said there's a really positive atmosphere around the place. There is, and I've seen better... Rob's praises from the start by saying, when I approached him for the first time to, to speak, he agreed straight away. He spent his time with me. He answered all my questions honestly, and I really appreciated that. And Rob, I think you've been a breath of fresh air. That detracts nothing from the previous guys. David Hughes was a magnificent chairperson, and there are others who worked there very hard, and some are still working there now. So I applaud what you've been doing, Rob. I remember you saying to me, that if you if you you know in, if you're in the the Premier League, you've got a one in one in three chance of making it into Europe. Yeah, 
what what the previous board had done, and particularly David, and still now. I mean, I speak to him probably more than anyone else in my life at the moment. He's uh, he's very active still, and and then when I need him, which to be honest has has been a lot during these past uh, these past few months. But what they did was they they made a club very easy to to want to get involved in. That it was it was run immaculately off the pitch in terms of on the pitch competitive. Obviously, got the Premier League status. That wasn't a a caveat in terms of taking over the club it would have happened anyway but obviously taking that step into the Premier League has been uh, has obviously sped up the the process and yeah, I, I've said there was a, a one in three chance I think in numbers yes but you look at the top guys and they're not really going anywhere so probably odds are slightly less than that but mm. but there's there's always a surprise package there's always um, there's always someone that's going to come out of nowhere and mm and cause a bit of an upset. And I think what we've shown when we've played these top teams is when, when we're up, we're, we've competed very, very well. And obviously taking four points off Bala when I think TNS were the only other club to, uh, oh, sorry, Connors Key, I think first game of the season took a point off them. Um, but we're the only club to have, to have upset them so far and on their own patch. And TNS, bar, bar young Matt's um, mistake right at the end, we would, have, we would have taken a point from there. But yeah, we've shown that we can compete against the best teams in the league. We just need to make sure we do that on a consistent basis and there's no reason why we won't be challenging for a top six spot and who knows from there. We'll come to the, the difficult circumstances of this weekend in, in just a few moments, but um, just looking at some of the things on the pitch, um, Rob, because I guess ultimately you're going to be judged two ways, aren't you? You're going to be judged with results on the pitch and, and what you do um, to build the, the profile of have for West County around, around Pembrokeshire and beyond. How do you feel those two things are going? They're both going as, as good as we could have expected, really, in current circumstance. Yeah. Um, I think the the media side has has come on very well. I think we we all got a bit of a shock when we we saw the social media stats that that Jordan posted yeah. out. We had 1.2 million impressions during uh, during October, which is uh, which is incredible for for a small club like ours. Um, I think the interaction on social media and the general awareness of the club within Pembrokeshire in the wider community. I think we had. 50 or so late Orient fans watching the uh, the Baller and TNS games. There's a bit of love down in East London for for Hanford West as well, which is nice. Um, so I think off off the pitch, I think we're we're growing in awareness. We got some great uh, great feedback and great PR from from being able to play during these last uh, few weeks, fire break lockdown, and, and put on such a good show on on TV. Um, and yeah, that kind of leads on to the the, the field, I guess. I think uh, the additions we've made in the last few few weeks have been good and, and we've kind of gone from in the nicest possible way from from boys to men in certain areas and I think it's it will help that it will help them improve as well it gives a steady head someone with experience someone that's been there before um, and just adds to the sort of raw talent that that we've got in the squad and you've seen the likes of Jack Wilson has been been a revelation this season obviously Danny coming back still a young guy not not particularly experienced at this level or in age in general um, but there's a good balance and I think the, the atmosphere is good, and as you can see now, up in up in seventh place, um, despite probably not really clicking straight away. Um, but I think we're only going to get better from here. And look, tenth was the this target at the start of the season, and that's not changed. Um, but I think there's there's always that belief in the in the squad that we've got and the coaching staff that tenth should really be the floor that we're looking at. And there might be a, I think if we if we got into that that. Um, Top six, it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't really be a surprise for mm. us. But yeah, look, tenth is is still the target. We want to make sure we're playing in the league next season. Wayne, Wayne Jones is a marvelous manager. I got huge respect for him as a manager and as a man. 
and I think he is open and honest. And we have uh, every week we have a meeting, a press conference. There's only a few of us there, sadly, but he answers questions with great honesty, and I think he's brilliant as well. Something I just wanted to, to say to Rob. I know the answer. Rob, I hope you won't mind me asking it again, but I still get asked it over and over again. What's the new owner like down the Bridge Meadow? And I have to tell them that Rob isn't the owner, he's the chairman. And Rob, you don't mind me asking you to, just to confirm, I know the answer, but, but this is a different audience from when I asked you the last question. I asked that same question a while ago. Chairman or owner? Chairman, there's, there's, there's nothing to own, as, uh, as you will... You've probably seen before that, um, yeah, the, the the company's not. It's not. There's no shareholders within the company. It's not a. Uh, it's not a conglomerate. It's a. It's a, effectively a community or social enterprise. It's run as a business, um, and that's not going to change. And the, the assets are completely safe. Um, whether I'm here or not, the, the club will continue to be so. Um, what it is is for me a challenge to take what's already in the club, bring in more revenue, bring in more awareness to grow the club organically it's not it's not a it's not a toy project it's not something that is or, or a vanity project it's not something that you just want to throw money at to to get success it's quite easy to do that i mean if, if you had money in the first place but it's quite easy to to do that and particularly within uh, within wales it probably won't take a huge sum of money to mm. to be to be competitive um, which is why i'm surprised there's not been there's not been people that have seen that opportunity previously like they've done in in other places i mean you look at leipzig and and these clubs that have come out of nowhere in in european leagues up into the the, the premier league and become a driving force we see it all the time in england um so yeah i'm surprised that, that no one has but look it's, it's it's a it's an ongoing development project to basically build a sustainable club that can compete year on year and and grow year on year to get to the point where like if we if we get into europe obviously the financial rewards are massive and that could be a a huge step forward to the club then in terms of mm. what we can do on the pitch and off the pitch but yeah it's not it's never going to be a point where the club is going to be spending within its means or 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 putting the kind of financial credibility of the club at risk it's not something that will ever happen well, it certainly sounds like the plans are in place for a bright future for Haverford West County. Rob, stay with us for a few moments' time. Bill Kahn will also uh, remain with us on Pure West Radio this morning. We'll talk more to Rob in a few moments because I do want to talk more about the fact that the game today against Kevin Druids has been called off. That's after a positive test for COVID-19 was uncovered in the Haverford West County squad. So we'll get Rob's thoughts on that and also what it's been like joining Hadford West County during a global pandemic because that must have presented some challenges. More from the chairman of Hadford West County, Rob Edwards, after Take That and Relight My Fire on Pure West Radio.
Saturday morning, this is Pure West Radio across Pembrokeshire with Ben Stone on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more, of course, about them at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Frank talking coming up at nine, guaranteed to put a smile on your face for a Saturday morning. We'll be talking about the Wales international football match that's on tomorrow against the Republic of Ireland in the company of Fraser Watson and talking rugby with Gordon Thomas before nine. However, Rob Edwards has stayed with Bill Carr and I to talk more about Haverford West County and the fact that today's game against Kevin Druids is off due to a uh, first team player testing positive for COVID-19. So we're going to talk about the specifics of that with Rob in a few moments but but first of all just generally Rob you've got involved with Haverford West County in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic and that must have presented some real challenges. There was probably a handful of reasons why this was a very bad idea to, 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 to get involved in a football club at this point in time. Obviously, the global pandemic, the main two being obviously that, and the fact that I live five hours away. I've never been to Hampton West in my life. Um, smaller reasons as well, but just, just focusing on those two. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a very strange time to, to take over. Obviously, at, at the initial point of taking over, we didn't know what division we were playing in or whether we would play at all during the season. So in terms of the planning for that is a very unusual, unique situation to be in, in terms of, of getting a team ready for if and when we play and whatever division we're playing in. So um, trying to uh, put a squad together was, was extremely difficult, particularly when the FAW announced that the season would, would end and... and we had the limbo, I think, four to six weeks before promotion and relegation was decided. So we were four to six weeks behind everybody else in that instance. So that made a, a particular challenge. And obviously the uncertainty around when we will actually play and what this season will look like. And that's still ongoing now, really. Yeah, just the financial situation. I mean, when, when will fans come in? We couldn't really put a budget together at that mm-hmm. point either. It was a... Yeah. Close your eyes and hope for the best sort of scenario and just, just see how we go. And uh, so far, I mean, we've, we've managed to... Um, to keep on track with with what we wanted to achieve and being competitive on the pitch, but yeah, no, it's a it's a, a crazy time and um, yeah, particularly with logistics wise, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to get to the the club for the first kind of three three and a half months of of taking over. So uh, that that was that was difficult. But obviously, been there a few times now. I've got my feet under the table and um, know know the workings of the the club and got to see the town and the potential in the town, but also kind of see the the work that needs to be done to to get the town on board with with the club and i think we've already, we've already done or made inroads into that in terms of showing the community that we're, we're there and we're going to do our bit but now we're at a point where i think we we need a bit we need a bit back now 
Let, let's talk about the specifics. As Bill, you and I, we were we were looking forward to the Kevin Druids game because uh, yeah. Bar- after the Barla and TNS games, where actually the, the Bluebirds did a, a, didn't quite get what they deserved, and they, they deserved more from from uh, certainly the TNS away game. We were looking forward to Kevin Druids this weekend, weren't we? We were indeed, and I looked at you know Rob is quite right to talk about only one point from. Bala and TNS was a travesty because the mm. team has grown up. All of a sudden, Rob, you've got a midfield that is dynamic and strong and plays for each other. And I, I loved a comment that was made to me by Scott Tancock when I interviewed him for my website. And he was saying he loves it their best because there are no egos in the club. Everybody works for each other in the squad and the coaching staff. And it's the best aura he's known at the club for a long time. That did not say a lot about Hanford West at the moment, didn't it? Makes it all the more frustrating that we can't go ahead tomorrow, Rob. Just tell us about the circumstances behind that. Yeah, so obviously following up what Bill said, we're in great form. The, the boys are absolutely buzzing to get going. I think when you play so well, you don't really want to miss any week. So obviously last week was a was a week off for us, and and we were we're in great great shape. Looking forward to this game. Pretty much a, a fully fit squad to choose from, and confidence flowing. But um, yeah, obviously we we had a positive test on Saturday morning. Which was was deemed um, contact from from the previous Tuesday. The individual wasn't wasn't a training Friday, so there was there was already a period of isolation during that time. Um, we followed the protocol as we have throughout the season. Um, contacted the FAW and, and and kind of looked for their sort of guidance as to to, to what we do. Obviously, we, we have protocols that we know about, but we wanted to alert them first. I think the. The unfortunate thing during the course of this week is I think we realised that um, the local authority particularly I think have acted very quickly and hastily without really understanding the circumstances behind the club and the workings of the club during this time or even having any understanding of that Haverford West is a, is, a, is, a, is a Premier League side within, yeah. within Wales. So the fact the game had to be postponed is actually against practice within the Premier League and also against the procedure that we're given by the FAW. Because Rob, that's just to clarify, that's because you have elite status. Exactly. That's yeah, why we're, we're, yeah. we're class yeah. yeah, exactly. We, so we have elite status which was approved with with the government by the FAW, which has enabled this the, the Premier League to continue. And from our point of view, we to play during the fire break lockdown because the way that we structure the, the, the club and the staff is they're all contract or well, majority are contracted and paid for the work they do so we could continue during that five break lockdown which again would have been an indication that we are we are an elite club but um the the track and trace pembroke shirid look to, to be fair the positive is that track and trace is working and and they've, they've clearly shown that there's mm. there's mm. the ability to to make that work which is which is the positive but in our situation we we should have really been allowed to continue playing mm. but once the track and trace order is is, is put out on somebody. Um, it's, 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 there, it's something that, that can't be overturned by the club or the FAW. We've, we've had to adhere to it. And as we said in the statement, look, uh, safety is the, the most important mm-hmm. thing, and, and health in the squad is, is good. So it's it's not it, it's that that is the main that is the main thing. I think that the thing that was was most concerning for us is that there was absolutely no understanding from the people that we spoke to within the local authority that who we were it, it, it effectively seemed like we were a, a load of people playing football in a park I don't think they understood the protocol that we go through in terms of and and Julia Grice at the, the club is the, the COVID officer the, the the time that she spends 
on a, on a weekly basis, making sure that mm. the stadium and the training facilities are safe um, for for people to 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 go about and play football and, and do what they need to do and adhere to the the regulations that we have to adhere to. And you'll be hoping next Saturday goes ahead, and Bill, you'll be you'll be wanting to be on the Bridge Meadow, hopefully, to w- watch the game with Flint next Saturday. Yeah, and I have to say, in in support of Rob, because he hasn't able to be there, I have the checking in, the mm, making sure said, that people yeah. it is absolutely top notch. Rob, mm. you can be, you mentioned Julia Grace and Richard Thompson is the other one. They are absolutely yeah. splendid. There are only four of us allowed in. You have to apply for a. a, a you know, permission to, to go. It's reserved for four people only in, were paid as journalists and they're checked. Uh, when you go in, we, we have to have um, a, a temperature taken. You have to wear a mask at all times. You have to sit in an area. I mean, there are four of us sitting in one half of one of the stands. So you can't be much more socially isolated than that. So Rob, I can tell you, the people in the club, you can be rightly proud of that. Mm. They know how, how, how much we think of them and, and the players show their appreciation as well because obviously they, they want nothing but to play football and we've provided a safe environment for mm. for them to do that. And hopefully with um with things ironed out fairly quickly we can uh, we can continue to play without without any sort of further further distraction. Yeah, let's hope so. Rob, it's been great talking to you and thank you for, for joining us on Pure West Sports. So, a, a last one for me, really. Um, you're clearly very enthusiastic for the, the future of Hanford West County. Um, you, you've got big plans. Um, what would what would success look like from this first season on the pitch for you? Uh, yeah, 10th, as I said at the beginning. There's there's no no looking past the fact that we need to stay in this division because uh, a lot of the work that we've done in terms of awareness is is effectively not lost but just kind of takes us off that national stage again um so yeah 10th but we, we know deep down where where we're better than that and, and, and in theory there's a an opportunity to to finish closer to the the mid-pack and try and break into the top six but realistically we just want to stay in this division listen good luck from from bill and i um and you're welcome on pure west radio anytime rob thank you very much for your your time for joining us today thank you pleasure Download the Pure West Radio mobile app from the App Store or Google Play. Join us every Friday for the 2.30 kickoff as Haverford West County take over Pure West Radio to bring you the latest news and developments direct from the Bridge Meadow. Team news, transfers, new signings and the latest changing room gossip from the Cymru Premier side. Miss the final whistle? Well, listen to the Haverford West Bluebirds podcast by visiting purewestradio.com. Our club, our county, our community. Haverford West County AFC. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
Paul Young and Every Time You Go Away on Pure West Radio. Very good morning. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport. Rugby still to come between now and nine with Gordon Thomas reflecting on last night's Wales game. But let's stick with football and Fraser Watson is with us because Wales have two more matches to play in the Nations League. They've got Ireland tomorrow and Finland next week. And they kicked off their international camp with a goalless draw against the USA on Thursday. Fraser is with us to look back on that. Hi, Fraser. How are you? Not too bad. Wasn't the greatest watch on Thursday, was it? No, it, it wasn't. Um, Rob, Rob Page in charge. He actually said he, he took quite a bit from the game. Obviously, he'll have eyes on, on the one tomorrow with Ireland. What, what was your reaction to, to the Wales-USA game? I think on another day, Wales could have actually lost and, and there was a good performance from, from Danny Ward in goal, actually. Yeah, that was actually the one major plus point then because that has been the main area of concern with Wales. We first got the, the injury to Wayne Hennessy. Danny Ward, who was a great prospect at one point when at Liverpool, has had so little football since moving to Leicester. I think the stats show it's about 10 Leicester appearances in two and a half seasons or something like that. So to see him make those two fine saves to keep it at nil-nil, that was a plus um, because there were, there were question marks over his match fitness, so to speak. But um, I think overall, unfortunately, Ben, there's a big debate about international friendlies. We have them all the time. and That encounter did very little to enhance their mm. reputation. It felt like a game both sides could have done without, and it looked like that as well. Certainly. And, and I think all eyes now turn to the Ireland game. And, and it's important to remember he, um, Rob Page, and, and with some assistance from Ryan Giggs, no doubt with selecting the side, did did use some of the fringe players and some of the youngsters. We saw Josh Sheehan become the first Newport player to represent his country in almost 20 years, didn't we? So very much experimental. Moving to the Ireland game, you'd expect quite a few changes to the Wales side. Wholesale changes, Ben. I'd, I'd expect... Um... Ward will keep his place in goal, as we've just alluded to there. I imagine Kiefer Moore started last night, came off on the hour mark. I imagine he'd start again. And Harry Wilson's got to be in contention as well as to start again, especially with um, with Ramsey out. But obviously, Bale will come back and start. I envisage Dan James starting, perhaps Morel as well, and Rodon. I, think, um, I, I don't think last night would be any kind of reflection on, on Sunday at all. I think it'll be a completely different lineup. I think it'll be a completely different attitude to the way they go into it, to be honest with you. No uh, doubt they'll, they'll have watched the, the Ireland performance against England. And I, I think Wales will take a lot of heart that if they click, uh, I think they can beat Ireland tomorrow. The Republic of Ireland have been uninspired for quite some time now. They, they don't offer much going forward. We saw that from Wales, from the nil-nil draw out in Dublin. If Wales can get at them, especially with Bale there and firing the pace of Dan James, they can really trouble them. You know, Wales were comfortable out in Ireland in that in that goalless draw, but didn't really threaten ourselves. We do now have the weapons to threaten. And I'd be I'd be disappointed, even without Ramsey, if we, if we didn't win on Sunday, I'll be honest. I think it should come down to this Finland game on Wednesday. Well, Wales top the group, as you say, a point clear of, of Finland. So effectively, whatever happens, that's going to be an important game against Finland. What, what do you think it would mean to Wales to, to win the Nations group? I mean, it, it would be a very obvious sign of, of more progression, I would say. That's the first bit, Ben, progress. Um, and obviously, they get, then go promotion, so to speak, into a higher Nations League tier, which would mean, you know, better calibre of opponents. And that can only stand them in good stead when it comes to things like qualifying when they do make major tournaments, you know. So it really is a chance to go up a rung on the ladder, so to speak, in international football. But like you said, it would underline what has been a couple of years of progress, certainly defensively. You know, the defensive record in this competition so far has been superb. They look solid at the back. It hasn't always been free-flowing going forward, but they've got the results. And mm. that's what was badly missing in the in the decades that preceded this one, you know. Mm. So um, it would mean a lot 
them to win the group. Obviously, there is a cloud at the moment, what's going on in the background. But in terms of the side itself and in terms of the results, you're absolutely right there. It'd be a real progressive step forward to win it. Mm. Okay. Um, let's just turn our attention back to matters um, relating to Pembrokeshire, uh, Fraser, and say good luck to Wales uh, tomorrow against the Republic of Ireland. But we had, we had some good news earlier on in the week that you were tweeting about, and we always cover the indoor cricket league in Pembrokeshire and, and on Pure West Sport. And it was really good to see that there's going to be a ladies' edition of the Indoor Cricket League starting early in the new year. That's great news, Ben, because um, the ladies' cricket, the the outlook has improved in Pembrokeshire in the last couple of years. We do have more teams, more 11-a-side teams. It is more competitive now, and, and it has grown quite rapidly, and they should, they should be proud of what they've done. Um, but it is what this does now is when you have a little six-a-side, you now have a, a starting point for even more people to get involved, all right? because, you know, it, it's... Just like with men's cricket, now it, this is a quicker concept. It's probably a more fun concept. It's easier for people to play. It's less time-consuming. And it's a good starting point. You know, so it's a great effort by um, by Martin Jones and Sam Rossiter and others to get this up and running. And I really think this will be another step forward for women's cricket now. Um, I imagine, you know, your traditional teams, Burton and Hook, will probably be the two strongest by some distance. But, you know, doing things like this gets more people involved and helps bridge the gap. So, yeah, this is this is great news. Women's cricket, like I said, has done itself proud in Pembroke in the last couple of years. And this is another chance for it to take another step forward. Yeah, I think you're quite right. I'm sure it's a subject we'll return to on Pure West Radio and, and on our Monday sports show in, in the weeks to come. Uh, Fraser, many thanks for being with us. We'll see you again on Monday evening. Thanks for your time today. No problem, Ben. Look forward to it. See you Monday. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. So pleasant about that place Even your emotions have an echo In so much space And when you're out there Without care Yeah, I was out of touch But it wasn't because I didn't know enough I just knew
Charles Barkley and Crazy on Pure West Radio. I'm Ben Stone. It's Pure West Sport. Frank talking coming up at nine. But last night, Wales went down 32-9 in their Autumn Nations Cup match against Ireland. It was a disappointing night and Gordon Thomas is with us to look back on it. Gordon, good morning. How are you? I'm very good, Ben. Good morning to you. Nice to speak to you. Um, and it was it was a more disappointment, really, for, for Wales. And the, the game just didn't go the way they wanted. Just just take us through it, Gordon. How did it pan out last night? Yeah, well, unfortunately, Ben, Wales were put under the cosh from uh, the very start. Johnny Sexton landed a couple of penalties. Uh, try, um, there was a try scored by Quinn Rue, who crashed over after a few pick-up goes, which Sexton actually converted. Then Johnny Sexton left the field with a hamstring uh, injury and there probably was a glimmer of hope in the Welsh camp with him going off. But uh, Billy Burns came on uh, to replace him and he, he kicked the penalty. And Wales really struggled in that first half. Ireland dominated territory and possession, forcing Wales to concede penalty after penalty. Um, in that first half, they actually conceded 10 penalties, so you can see how much pressure Wales were put under. They trailed 16-9 at the break. Uh, after the break, Lee Halfpenny kicked a penalty. Uh, Billy Burns replied with a, a penalty. And then Billy Burns, he got an injury and had to go off and he re- was replaced by no n- none other than uh, British and Irish Lions scrum half who moved to fly half Connor Murray uh, mm. and Connor Murray is an ex- excellent uh, rugby player he slotted into fly half just as comfortable as he played scrum half and he landed two penalties to put uh, Ireland 22-9 ni- uh, ahead uh, and Wales just never looked like crossing the whitewash to get that all-important try. They did They did improve in the second half, I will say that. But right at the death, uh, there was a try for New Zealand uh, Lowe, who crashed over uh, near the, the line for Murray to convert with a final scoreline of 32-9. It was interesting to note that uh, Ireland number eight, uh, uh, Kayleen Doris was voted the man of the match, but Ireland won with other canter, really, mm. to be honest with you. They did, and I, I think the, the problem was, albeit Wales did improve in the second half, but when you're so far behind in a game, it, it does make it so hard. And, and let's not forget, Ireland are a quality side, Gordon. Oh, they are a quality side. They finished uh, second in the season's uh, Six Nations. They, they could quite easily have beaten France to have won it. Um, they're so strong all round as well. You know, their forwards and their back players are uh, excellent. Um, Wales have just got a, a lot of work to do, I'm afraid, Ben. Uh, next up from next Saturday is Georgia. Hopefully, um, Wayne Pivak will pick a, a really strong side against them and we can get a, a big morale-boosting win against them, hopefully to mm. give us some confidence going into the final game, which is no less than England. So, mm. you know, we have to stay positive. You feel that it does need to be a good win against Georgia because if, if Wales were to to win and not be convincing or even worse, um, it will unravel quite quickly for Wayne Pivak. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, well, obviously, there's been a lot of unrest in the camp. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Hayward has left, the defensive coach as well. Uh, you know, Warburton has left. There's obviously a little bit of uh, disharmony in the, the camp, so to speak, and that doesn't help matters. But on the field, Wales just got to improve. 
you know, they're, they're playing week in, week out. They know what's required because they, you know, I've said it in previous programs that they, you know, they, they were Grand Slam winners last year. Uh, yeah. They In the last four of the, the World Cup, and and they just had a disastrous Six Nations where they finished second from bottom. So things aren't great, but they can only get better, I hope, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. And they say that they'll they'll quickly have the opportunity, won't they? Because Georgia's next Saturday, then England. That's the beauty of this Autumn Cup. Uh, the games come round thick and fast. Do you think he'll refresh things slightly next Saturday? Uh, well, he has to be careful here because at the end of the day, confidence is low. And as I just pointed out, he have to play his strongest fifteen. Mm. I I would I would think he would do that because he needs to build confidence within his first 15. Mm. So he's not going to sort of try a lot of new caps, I don't think. He'll just go with the the, the experienced boys and hope that, that they can come home and uh, produce the goods. I, I must note as well, it, it just went under the carpet. We completely forgot. George North came off, off the bench tonight and re- replaced uh, Josh Adams, and he was winning his 100th cap. So, you know, that's, that's a great feat for George North, mm. but under very difficult circumstances, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, he's been a great player for Wales, George North. I saw him actually make his debut against South Africa. I was actually there in Cardiff that, that day. And yeah. he was an explosive talent, wasn't he, George North, when he first came yeah, onto the scene? Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe we've we've undervalued him a little bit over the years because he, he just was so good when he first started. But yeah, He's still, he's still an he immense still player. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. We haven't seen the last of George North. No, indeed. And let's hope he can maybe get Wales firing again next Saturday yeah, against well, Georgia. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, Ben. That's what uh, Wales fans will be uh, hoping for next week is uh, a better performance and putting some points on the board. Well, let's hope so. Gordon, thank you for being with us. And that's about it from Pure West Sport for this morning with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. I'm Ben Stone. I will see you with Gordon, Fraser and Bill between 7 and 9 on Monday evening. We'll be doing the debate after 8 o'clock. We call it the second half and we'll get to grips with some of the latest sporting news and views. Have a brilliant Saturday. Frank Talking will make you smile.